welcome to Sun, Sea and Cyanide, a podcast in which me, Lauren Donahue, and my co-host, Billy Hotchkiss, re-watch and review Death in Paradise from the very beginning. One of us has never seen the show before, and the other has watched all 12 series and a spinner. Will we be able to solve the murders, stand the heat, and stay on topic? So, how are you this week? I'm good. Uneventful week. Um, <laughs> actually, no it wasn't. I mean, like, politically and historically, it was quite a busy week. Yeah, it was, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did did you do anything nice for the coronation? The um, coronation this weekend. I, I mean, I watched it on TV. That's about it, really. <laughs> this will go out what two weeks after the coronation? Yeah, something like that. I thought it was weird though. It was kind of um. I've been watching all the memes and stuff about it on TikTok as well. Yeah, which have been interesting. <laughs> it was. It was a weird affair. Yeah. I don't know what I expected. I mean, I was... yeah, it, it was like pomp and like all like, yeah. you know, money. Mm. Yeah. It felt. I was it definitely felt expecting riots and stuff because oh, obviously. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, you know, seeing all the overhead shots of like this golden like carriage. Yeah. Over like the pothole filled streets of <laughs> London. Just a complete juxtaposition. A real juxtaposition. The whole scene. I've got to say, I think a highlight for me was just watching um, Little Louie. Yeah, yeah. He's he's um, he's a character, and I'm here yeah. for him. <laughs> he's still at the age where I'm not sure he realises he's uh, a royal. Yeah. Important, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he still feels like a real person. Yeah. Bless him. <laughs> well, it basically just felt like a mess where a guy put a hat on. That's what it felt yeah. like. Yeah. It, I I did I did laugh a little bit when they were like trying to get the crown on his head on the screwing king's head. it on. Yeah, <laughs> I just feel like we're all a bit royal down. Yeah, like in the space of a year, we've had three significant events, royal yeah. events. Yeah, the pl- the so jubilee, it... the funeral, and the coronation. And I think yeah, at this so point, I'm of... like, go away. <laughs> Anyway, should we talk about Death in Paradise? <laughs> yeah, should we talk, let's talk about Death in Paradise? Did you enjoy this week's episode? Um, I did, yeah. I, I enjoyed it quite a lot. The final yeah. one of series four. I know. We're finally here. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's been a long one. It has. It definitely has. <laughs> I am, um, before this, before this, I, I went and read all the um, the scores that we gave this series. Mm. And the first rating was um, Skeletons in Wigs out of 10. And I had absolutely no idea what we were talking about. Neither do I. What the... it, there was a seance. There was a seance. Uh, yeah. And the murderer had previously killed his wife and mm. hidden her in a wall. And oh, yeah. there was a skeleton <laughs> with a wig on. That's. <laughs> it's been an eventful series. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but did you enjoy this week? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was it was um, a good episode. Um, quite different from most of the other episodes that we've got on this series, especially. Yes. Um, which I quite enjoyed. So, <laughs> why, why, what do you think made it different? Um, well, I mean, because we we don't get um the um oh the the prisoner the the victim was um under police custody when he was murdered we don't get a lot of those so mm, yeah. it's it's yeah. nice to see that again yes yeah. it's, it's it's always fun 
to to do that extra level of stakes yeah i will say i did fall into a bit of a trap this episode and Why? got the, the suspect wrong because i was reading the episode completely wrong because like i figured it was going to be an inside job but i didn't suspect errol i suspected jp you thought he jp was, was the killer yeah i did yeah because he was acting really sketchy and i didn't know what the fuck was wrong <laughs> and like he was checking his watch at the start so i was like why are you checking your watch what are you doing <laughs> wow well that, yeah that's, that's an so interesting that's, that's, take yeah that's the route that i went down because like we don't know a lot about jp either mm. which is why i was like i don't trust you <laughs> no i get i get where you're coming yeah. from it was yeah. kind of sketchy the whole episode yeah. i think this is one where i immediately remembered who the killer was mm. um yeah so i think for me it was like oh it's immediately errol um mm. let's just take in everything else <laughs> yeah um, as it comes but i think one interesting theory that i think mm. it actually actually <laughs> wouldn't probably make it some sense yeah you could do that yeah as a plot yeah so like I'm going to give myself half points for this because I did get that it was an inside job. I just didn't get the right employee. <laughs> yeah, it felt, for me, knowing who the killer was, which is always a not a great place to come from when I say yeah. like sweeping statements, but <laughs> it felt not obvious, but like, mm. well, it could only be immediately. It's like, well, it can only be. Yeah. Like three it was definitely people. an inside job, yeah. It can only be three people and two of them <laughs> yeah. are main characters in the TV show. Yeah. What did you how did you feel about the um the B plot? Um well as I as I said like before we we did the intro, I was raging because mm. yeah. Humphrey's dad's a bit of a prick. <laughs> yeah. You sent me a message gone gone past midnight. Yeah. What's it say? I'm gonna read it out. <laughs> I can't even remember. <laughs> I don't think I even opened it. I just looked at the the <laughs> notification. It says, I see why Humphrey and his dad don't talk WTF. <laughs> <laughs> and that was sent at 16 minutes past midnight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was raging so much because I was watching it downstairs on, mm. like, on TV and everyone else was in bed and I was just shouting at my TV and like, I, I was messaged by... Um, my brother's fiance, um, mm. who was at, who was asking who I was watching it with, because I was shouting at the screen because he's like such a prick. <laughs> he was not a very nice man. No, he, he wasn't. This episode is entitled series. Well, it's not entitled. This is series four, episode eight, entitled uh, "Unlike Father, Unlike Son." The synopsis is as follows. When a prisoner is killed in their custody, D.I. Goodman and the team are under pressure to solve the case quickly. Humphrey's father visits Saint Marie, intent on meddling in his son's life. The episode opens, and um, interestingly, in the shack. We mm. hardly ever open in the shack. Yeah. Uh, where Humphrey is cleaning uh, before his father's incoming trip. Um, and Florence comes to pick him up to go to the courthouse so they can give evidence on an open and shut case. That being Jack Karma sh shot dead the pastor's wife, Sabine Mason, in a marina drug drop gone wrong. 
Um, Dwayne and JP transport the defendant to the courthouse um, while the involved parties and the press gather outside the doors. They meet uh, the bailiff, Errol, and after putting uh, Jack Harmer in jail, Dwayne, JP and Errol go and get refreshments. But the bailiff is out of drink, so he goes to check for more, and then the fire alarm goes off. Um, when they go to check on the suspect, he's covered in blood and shot dead. Dwayne and JP go check for intruders, and they see an old green Citroen drive away from the back exit. They lock down the courthouse. Cut to titles. Hmm. How do we feel about um, the the murder, the opening? Um, I was intrigued because immediately I was like, JP's off, and I don't know why. He so, was immediately off, flags. yeah. Mm. <laughs> I was just thinking, have is is it JP? <laughs> so I was just like sucked in immediately by my own theories. Mm. I thought it's um interesting that um the 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 it was interesting <laughs> that um it was someone who died in police custody. Yeah, and that's a very interesting thing to do. My mm. first thought was when they were like, and we're going to court, it was an open and shut case, like, wouldn't it be cool if it was actually a killer from an episode yeah. that we'd just, like, done? Yeah, that'd be cool, yeah. Um, which I, I thought would be interesting. Mm. I mean, I think it'd be difficult to write, but... Yeah. But I still think that that would have been cool. Yeah, because then we'd have a bit more background on the on the... Kill yeah. the, um, the victim and stuff like that. Mm. I know from my um, stellar public affairs revision <laughs> <laughs> that it's a serious, it's a serious um, matter if a suspect dies in police custody. Mm. Over here in the UK, um, that police department needs to be referred to the IOPC, the Independent mm. Office of Police Conduct. Fun. So, you know, not to be taken yeah. lightly. Yeah, no. I mean, the episode could have done a bit more with um, the ins and outs of kind of, mm. you know, yeah. a victim die. I mean, it does do that with, with Dwayne and JP's story. Yeah. To an extent, it, but... It did feel like they took it a lot more seriously this episode than they did the one with Paul, though. Oh yeah, when he's oh yeah. yes, when he's handcuffed to yeah, to, yeah, because mm. like we had that whole um, the the actual news news article in this one, so it was yeah. like oh the islands, mm. the island cares about this one. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, they do kind of they do touch on it, but um, mm. I think the episode is doing a lot. Yeah. Um, we've only got an hour. Yeah, true. Let's talk about the crime scene. So, all the doors are locked. Nobody heard a gunshot. There is only one set of keys, which the bailiff always carries with him. Mm. There was a trail of ants in the cell and a, and a six-minute window in which the prisoner was seen alive and then dead. That's the crime scene. Yeah. I can't believe they got us again with another silence. <laughs> I immediately, when I was like, no one heard the gunshot, I was like, I swear to God. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I hate, hate, hate silences. I know. 
to me, seeing mm. all of that, it screams inside job. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, there's no way anyone else got in. So it, it kind of has to be an inside job. <laughs> Does it make the episode weaker if it's if it, it because it is such an inside job episode that like mm. realistically it can only be either Errol, Dwayne, or JP. Mm. Or supposedly this person in the green citron. I mean they could have gone well, they did go down the route of, like, he's been paid off, but, like, it could have been, like, he's been paid off to kill this person, so someone else could have been involved as well, kind of thing. Then why why spend so much time going, well, it could have been the pastor, or it couldn't have been, it could mm. have been May Harmer, when it's, yeah. like, so clearly, like, well, they, they couldn't have, they yeah. may have had mean, uh, means or motive, mm. nobody had opportunity. Yeah, true. Not to poke holes. I think I think it's because like the writers are kind of um like counting on you to forget that you need opportunity as well as <laughs> motive and everything else. The writers are are, are banking on you being thick. Yeah. <laughs> Two years ago, Jack Homer moved to the island. Um, in 2003, he and his brother Paul were arrested for robbery, and Paul ratted Jack out to get a reduced sentence. Uh, Jack spent a decade in prison before coming to Honoré, where he quickly established a drug trafficking operation. During a drug drop-off at the marina, he was interrupted by Sabine Mason, uh, who panicked and screamed, and he shot her in cold blood. Mm. Uh, that case was solved due to an anonymous tip-off, which the police still don't know who sent. Initially, who are you most suspicious of? JP. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about it. Why were you suspicious <laughs> of JP? Well, because, like, he checked his watch, like, he was waiting for something, like, waiting for them to leave or something and checking, like, to see if it was the right time. He knew exactly, he knew where the gun was. Hmm. And it was just acting sketchy and, like, completely out of character and, like, really hostile towards um Dwayne the whole episode so I was like what are you doing <laughs> why would JP want to kill Jack Harmer I don't know I, th I thought maybe I thought maybe they were going to go down the route of oh he's been paid off to do it but then that's out of character but then he was also acting out of character for this whole episode anyway so mm. yeah it was I don't, I don't know <laughs> It's an interesting take. I did. I honestly yeah. really didn't expect that <laughs> yeah. that to be what you took from the episode. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's how they were trying to portray JP. If it was, I fell into the trap. If it wasn't, my imagination is fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it might be the second one. <laughs> yeah. Who who should we talk about first? Do you want to talk about Paul? Well, I was going to say Pastor Mason. Oh yeah, yeah him. <laughs> <laughs> because everyone else's motives are, um, I think, intertwined in the same. Yeah. That's the same story. I forgot about him. I'm not going to lie. So it's probably best. That we stop. <laughs> <laughs> so is it worth asking? Were you ever suspicious of Pastor Mason? No. <laughs> I was a little bit when they found the gun, and then it turned out to be his. But then it was all that would have been too easy. So. <laughs> 
Um, Pastor Mason's motive was that he was the husband of the recently deceased. He wasn't sure if he could forgive Jack Harmer for killing his wife, and so yeah. took the gun to the courthouse, where he he ended up not being able to go through it because it he he did he did a very sad and well acted monologue about how a priest can you know how priests deal yeah. with grief or whatever, yeah, um, which you know. I enjoyed, but once you've seen one of those once, you've seen all of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he hid a twenty-two uh, caliber pistol in an aircon unit, uh, mm. but ballistics show it was never shot. Why do you think you forgot about Pastor Mason so quickly? I think it's because he's like the first suspects that we kind of meet, and then mm. they just don't talk to him ever again in the episode, really. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's he's kind of easy to forget. Or he was to me anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think the episode then immediately is like, well, no, it's actually, um, we need to talk about. May. It's the episode wants to talk about May Harmer and yeah, that family thing, and then yeah, the whole episode is a bit not family focused, but mm. the episode is focused on family dynamics mm. and. Indirectly, the episode sets up that actually Sabine Mason and the pastor weren't really that close as a couple. Yeah. So I think that like kind of rules him out. And mm. also, he didn't. He doesn't have. He doesn't have um, the opportunity. Yeah. And the science proves that he didn't have the means. Yeah. So like he's, he only has he's ruled out. Yeah, he's ruled out immediately, basically. Mm. Were you ever suspicious of May Harmer? No. Why not? Well, she didn't have opportunity, did she? No, she didn't, no. <laughs> and neither did she have means, either. Yeah, exactly. So, the the only way it could have been her is if she'd paid someone off. But like, paid someone off, yeah. She if was she'd pregnant. been the person that paid Errol or something. Yeah. He had a big life insurance payout, and if he died, mm. she'd get that money. So that is her motive. Yeah. But I think quite quickly, you go, no, because she goes, it's none of your business. And the episode yeah. goes, okay. <laughs> Just let that lie, it's fine. <laughs> because I think she, her motive is more to set up Paul. Mm, yeah. She She has too many groceries or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, even in the episode's like, we only have three suspects. Mm. The minute they put they stuck a, a photo of Paul on the board, I was like, We're gonna meet Paul. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yes. <laughs> uh, they've gone to the trouble of casting him, we're going to meet him. <laughs> yeah. And spe speaking of, of Paul, we might as well um talk about them together. Were you ever suspicious of of Paul Harmer? <laughs> Um, I was a little bit because I I also thought it was going to be kind of like a um oh he's he's in England but no he's actually he actually came over to mm. like off his brother for stealing his fiance and yeah stuff. which it was kind of that yeah yeah so yeah so obviously his motive is that um Jack stole his fiance May and he'd illegally come over to to Saint Marie uh, to mm. see them both it was one of those episodes where either suspects come in too early or too late for you to go like yeah like it's mm. immediately like it's not the pastor 
Yeah. And then Paul is in it for all of like five minutes before Humphrey has his deja, whatever we're going to call it, his mind palace moment. Yeah. Um, Epiphany? Epiphany, yeah. (laughs) That's the word. Yeah. That I don't believe it it can be him either. Mm. Um, I will just say, like mentioning, like my suspicions of JP again was because, um, like when he mentioned the green citron, because he was the only one that saw it, I thought it was going to yeah. be like um, an altered perspective kind of thing, and that he'd made it up to like get the heat off him. Wow, you were really gunning against JP. I was playing four D chess and I lost. <laughs> <laughs> you were just playing writer in your head. I was, yeah. <laughs> That would have been a much more compelling episode, though, because, like, yeah. You didn't say murder wasn't compelling. It was compelling, yeah, but it just would have been much more compelling if JP had been the killer, because, like, they have done the whole, um, like, part of the team's the murderer in, in literally the first episode of the show, but it would have been fun to, like, revisit that. Are you I, going I to feel be like suspicious of every character that, that comes in from now on? Maybe it could be a potential killer. If it looks like it, <laughs> yeah, maybe. How many episodes does a character need to do before you stop being suspicious of them? <laughs> I just I need to know more about JP because I know nothing about him, so I don't trust him as a character yet. That w- that's my issue. <laughs> The B plot. What do you think of the B plot this episode? Um, I was raging. <laughs> okay. Well, before we talk about Humphrey's dad, JP, um, basically finally gets enough of Dwayne. Yeah. And Dwayne, um, walking all over him. Yeah. How do we feel about um that? I, it's it's fair. Um, he's well within his right to to say that because I mean that they're, they're complete polar opposites. Um, I still thought he was the the murderer at this point. Not gonna lie, because <laughs> like he was asking to do the stakeout alone, so I was like, "That's another red flag." I'm watching you. <laughs> <laughs> I so, enjoyed this plot point, yeah, because yeah. I felt that this storyline was a long time coming. Yeah, I think for quite a, for a couple of the episodes that we when we talked about Dwayne and JP, we've mm. talked about how Dwayne kind of sits back and lets JP do absolutely everything. Yeah. It was a long time, for me, it was a long time coming for someone to call Dwayne out on. Yeah, I'm glad Dwayne got called out on it, because, like... work, yeah. Yeah, because, yes, he gets results, but he's not doing it right. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And see, for me, the thing is, when we've talked about this with it's Fidel, and a lot of mm. the episodes where Fidel goes, well, your policing is, you know, mm. wrong, and we've gone... Well, it gets results. Yeah. But that's because Fidel's police work didn't get results. Yeah, no. Here, I think JP's work does get results. Yeah, JP's doing a good job. Yeah. Also, then, um, later in the episode, Dwayne takes a metal pipe for JP as a... Yeah. As a kind of culmination of that storyline, where he actually goes, yeah. actually, I am a good police officer because I'm gonna let this man hit me with a pipe. Yeah, and like you told me to leave, but I didn't actually leave. I had you back the whole time, kind of thing. I wasn't a big fan of that ending, but you know, mm. 
You win uh, some. They had, to, they had to give him a, a redemption arc. So we had we had five minutes to wrap up that story. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Dwayne Dwayne gets hit by a pipe. Yeah, they needed something to put him back in everyone's good graces. Yeah. So Right, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Let's talk about Martin Goodman. <laughs> yes. Who do you hate more, Martin Goodman or Sally Goodman? That is a good question. <laughs> Thank you. Um. Oh, I think it might be Sally. Why? Because Sally had the audacity to go and ask for Humphrey's forgiveness and then she spent that whole work do asking about Humphrey, which is what made his dad go and be like, you need to take her back. Interesting, yeah. So it was kind of Sally that set the whole thing in motion. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. I think neither of them are nice people. Mm. I think if Sally hadn't been involved, Martin wouldn't have gone to St. Marie. Yeah, because that was the whole reason for him going was to be like, um, she's engaged, but she's she was asking about you the whole time at the work do, so you need to go and say you'll take her back. Yeah. But I, th- I still think Martin is not a great person. Like, even no. if Sally hadn't been in the picture, I think, yes, Martin wouldn't have gone to San Marie, but I still mm. think he would have been like this to Humphrey. Yeah, he's still a terrible person, but Sally's just worse in my mind. <laughs> Should we talk about specifics then? Okay. I've called them rounds. Round one, round two, <laughs> round three, round no. four, and round five. I'm, we I'm talk, really we thought about the first one. In which yeah. he he comes he comes and says that um, he met Sally a few weeks ago at work do and she was with Derek yeah. Grundy, um, yeah. her fiance, terrible man, awful lawyer, and he can't possibly let Sally marry such a man. So he needs to mm. immediately fly home and tell her that she made a terrible mistake. Um, and he also calls Saint Marie um, Humphrey's protracted midlife crisis gap year. The audacity of that man. <laughs> yeah, I think then what's worse is in round two at Catherine's mm. bar. Yeah. He where he's says, like... He says, Humphrey is better than this place, his job, and these people. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Why the fuck would you say that? That is awful. That's... I think that's actual racism. It is racism. That is absolutely racism. He's basically saying, why are you fraternising with these people when you could be with us in London? Like, what the fuck? Because at that point, I was like, he is the senior most police officer, bar the commissioner of the police. Yeah. On this entire island. Like, why why are you proud of him? Better than him. How is he better than that job? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And, like, because, because he lives in a shack as well, like, He's Sorry, happy no. leaving me. Beachfront villa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he he's happy with his with his life, like leaving me. He doesn't want Sally back. Yeah, and then in round three, Humphrey finally stands up for himself. I was so proud of Humphrey for like standing up for himself and not being a doormat. Like I was so mm. proud of him. Like, yes, he deserved yeah. that. You go, Humphrey. You're you're awesome. 
because it's not easy to stand up for for yourself against parents like that so yeah proud mm. very proud of them and honestly <laughs> could you imagine if martin goodman was your your dad i mean <laughs> <laughs> the time that i came out as like bisexual to him and he asked me if i found like sigourney weaver attractive like when we were watching because we were watching not um, sigourney Paul, weaver movie like when she was in like her 40s and i said no and said you're not bisexual then like what the fuck are you sorry on what about? sorry what that I was bisexual because i didn't find sigourney weaver in her 40s attractive what film was it paul 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 what the one with the alien yes and because i had a boyfriend at the time as well like so <laughs> If if you don't find Sigourney Weaver in the film Paul <laughs> attractive, then you are not bisexual. Yeah, <laughs> that like, is what? that's the rules for everyone. Yeah, like what? What even? What even? <laughs> all all bisexual people have to watch the film Paul, and if they don't <laughs> find Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver attractive, <laughs> then you don't count. Oh my implies. god! It was. It 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 boggles my mind. <laughs> he he's he's an interesting specimen of a man. <laughs> mm. And then and then in the ending, um, Martin comes and watches Humphrey do the the big speech at the end, and mm. that proves to him that um, Humphrey is a good detective. Yeah. And at the end of the episode, he says that he's proud of him, and yeah. that he might come again with his mother. Mm. Do you think the ending was justified? No. <laughs> Why not? Like you shouldn't have to sit in while your son is doing his job to be like, oh, he actually is a good detective. Maybe you should stay. Like mm. what? <laughs> yeah, I'm not particularly a fan of the trope of where it's like you haven't solved this murder case and it's been 24 hours. Yeah. Like, give, you give must him, be an awful police officer. Yeah, like, calm down. He's doing his job. It, things take time. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no need. Chill. <laughs> Do I think that the episode needed to end with forgiveness? Yes. Mm. Do I think the issue is more complicated than what we can put in an hour of television? Yes. Yeah. Speaking as someone with daddy issues, yes. <laughs> I think if this was real life, Martin would have left and they wouldn't have spoken. Yeah. The episode needs Humphrey to forgive his dad. Yeah. Even though it's not Humphrey's responsibility. Um, yeah, no. Because we need to end on a positive note. Because it's the, mm. f the finale. It what it work it works in this episode, but I think to get everything out of it and actually to feel satisfying at the end that they both characters have grown, because mm. it doesn't feel like Martin has grown, no, and it doesn't feel like Humphrey has grown, yeah. That it needs to be done over multiple episodes. Yeah, it should have like... been. It should have been an overarching um, plot throughout like the season. We need to meet. I know, and I know we've talked about Humphrey's dad in previous mm. episodes, 
Yeah. But I think we need to meet him. He needs to come to the island early on. Yeah. Because then we can like form our own opinions about him as opposed to just being like, oh, they don't talk, so... Show, don't tell. Yeah. And then he needs to return to the island later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's when they do the whole I forgive you kind of yeah. thing. Because <laughs> it doesn't just happen over a day. A no, week. it doesn't. It takes time. It turns out the killer is Errol Dumas. Uh, he was helping Jack on the inside to escape prison. Uh, he bribed Errol on the day of the pre-trial hearing. Uh, that morning when escorting Jack to the cell, Errol slipped him a small bag of fake blood. Then when the alarm went off, he popped the bag. Uh, when the body was first discovered, he was alive. He was going to rise from the dead and overpower Errol and make a run for the car. But Errol didn't stick to that plan. Instead, he dispatched Dwayne and JP and then shot Jack with a silencer before hiding the murder weapon in the evidence locker uh, hidden in plain sight. Uh, mm. Errol had been having an affair with Sabine Mason and they used to meet at the marina moonlit walks. He witnessed Sabine's murder and was the person that wrote the anonymous tip-off. Um, how did we feel about that? It was a good reveal. <laughs> I, I still think my storyline would be better. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, I, be- I personally beg to differ, but <laughs> when it was revealed that he'd been having an affair with Sabine Mason... Hmm. Do you think that was well seeded in the episode? I mean, you can't you kind of see it coming when it's revealed that oh, he is the murderer. Because why else would he have done it? Because like it's yeah. it's it's usually an affair. <laughs> I think it was a bit tenuous when it was like because you're fifty two and you had a needle point on your wall. Uh, yeah, so that was a bit weird. You must. Um, you must be seeing somebody. Yeah. I think like, you were meant to pick up and that the the pastor said that Sabine was a needle pointer, but I mm, didn't I didn't even clock that. Yeah. Yeah, no, like pe- people are allowed to have hobbies. <laughs> How do we feel about the silencer? How do we always feel about the silence? <laughs> <laughs> we hate it. We hate it. That's yeah. not how silencers work. Yeah, no. <laughs> so Overall, did you enjoy the episode? I did, yeah. It was it was it was a good episode. <laughs> I too enjoyed the episode. Yeah. What were we rating out of this week? Um there wasn't really that much iconography in this episode, was there? I can do ants. Lots of uh... Oh yeah, let's do ants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's do ants. Let's, <laughs> let's just check we haven't we've never done ants before. I think <laughs> we did click beetles before, but ants is different. No, they're not ants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you were to rate this episode out of 10 ants, what would you give it? I think I'm going to give this an 8 because I I did enjoy this episode. I liked my storyline that I was going along with it. I liked the the um, the B plot because it, mm. it got me raging, which is always good because it's like emotions. Yeah. Watching a show are, are great because it means I'm sucked in. So, no. yeah, I'm giving yeah, it an 8. Uh, that that is good good reasoning. I think for me personally, I think I'm going to give it a seven. Um, I feel like it was good. It was a good episode of television, um, but I think the murder was a bit hard to put together at the end, yeah. especially when it came to motive. Next week, 
we are not starting series five. We are doing our series review. We will be talking about Camille. We will be talking our uh, worst and best Camille episodes. And also a bit about Fidel, because that episode got lost to time. Um, Yeah, it did. Rest in peace. (laughs) So until next week, thank you for listening. Please check us out on social media at Sunseen Cyanide or give us an email at sun.c.cyanide at gmail.com. We want you to tell us your thoughts. How did you feel about this episode? Uh, what were your thoughts on Humphrey's dad? And did you think JP was the killer? Please let us know. We'd love to know. Um, check, please check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and give us a review. Um, it helps. And a rating. But until next week, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> How do you think he brought a gun into a courthouse? That was my question. Fuck knows. <laughs> It's a courthouse. Is there no security? I mean, the security was dog shit because they ended up being the murderer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's why they let the gun in the courthouse because they were too busy murdering. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He had his own shit going on. He couldn't couldn't do two things at once.